Australia puts more money towards Ukraine as the world's most powerful leaders, the US's Joe Biden and China's Xi Jinping, fail to find a breakthrough. The COVID protection for politicians is over as South Australian voters dump the government and the Star Group is under intense pressure over alleged money laundering. It's Monday, the 21st of March, 2022. Welcome to Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Michael Thompson and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Did you enjoy your weekend? I did. I did, but you know how sometimes when you tend to fixate a little bit on on one thing that doesn't go right? And in my case, I couldn't get the whippersnipper to start for the second weekend in a row. And that has really... his lawn as much as you do, that would hurt. It, my lawn looks like a fryer tuck at the moment. The The actual main part of the lawn is is glorious. And then just the edges are about kind of six inches high. And it, it's really distressing me. And I'm the least handy person in the world. So I, I've been informed that it's something to do with a spark plug. I don't know where to find a spark plug on a whippersnipper. So um, so my second weekend in a row of just, just pulling that cord about kind of 20 times in a row and then swearing at it and kicking it over. It left a bit of a, a sour taste in the mouth. You know what else, Sean? I'm finding it a lot harder now on a Monday morning to switch from this safe word mindset, which actually sounds like a terrible thing to say, but safe word being our, our Sunday show, which is about business on paper only, because in reality, it's about everything but business. But that's a lot of fun. And I'm not saying you're not fun on a Monday, but I'm finding it harder and harder to switch over when the, uh, the alarm goes off on a Monday morning back into business mode. Yeah, I, all I heard in that is that I'm not fun. All of that conversation. <laughs> the take-home message. But look, you know what is fun, Sean? If the listener listen- listens to Safe Word, they can judge who's fun and who's not, Michael. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? While they're listening to Safe Word, then stick around as well and listen to the interview coming up after this episode because today you're talking to Dermot Ryan, the Australian Equities Portfolio Manager at AMP Capital. We're not an investing advice show, but it is really worthwhile listening to someone like Dermot for uh, his take on really large caps and investing at the moment. Really good chat, but let's get into it, Sean. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has announced an extra $75 million in funding and humanitarian support for Ukraine as Australia really steps up its support for the nation, which you've got to say is showing remarkable resistance against Russian forces. Yes, they are, Michael. It takes Australia's assistance to Ukraine to over $150 million. Australia will also donate 70,000 tonnes of thermal coal to help support Ukraine's power supply. And we've also imposed an immediate ban on Australian exports of aluminium to Russia. Meanwhile, Russian forces continue to tighten their grip around the port city of Mariupol. But apart from three cities in the south near Crimea, Moscow really hasn't made too many inroads. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky yesterday called for comprehensive peace talks with Moscow. The UK Ministry of Defence over the weekend said Russia had altered its approach to the war as a result of stiff resistance and was now pursuing a strategy of attrition. And all this, Sean, after the two most powerful men on the planet, US President Joe Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping, spent two hours on the phone. They failed to achieve any breakthroughs on Russia, Ukraine, but at least they agreed to keep talking. They did. Look, it says plenty about China's influence in global affairs when the US is looking to Beijing to sort out the mess in Europe. 
President Biden warned Beijing there would be consequences if it gave material support to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, while the Chinese leader hit out at the use of sanctions against Moscow. One critical sticking point is whether China will provide military support and financial backing to Russia. So far, China has denied doing it, and there are very few signs that it actually has helped Russia economically. And Sean, financial markets seem to be coming to grips with the war. Yes, I think that's right. Last week was the best on Wall Street since late 2020. That wasn't just about the war. It was also because the US Federal Reserve provided a pathway for interest rate movements over the next year or so. The tech stocks had a particularly good week and they've been hammered recently, Michael. European markets also finished the week strongly. The Aussie dollar has been good, trading above 74 US cents. Brent crude finished around 109 US dollars a barrel. Sounds better than it was, but wow, petrol prices are expensive. Iron ore prices are higher as well. That should be good for the big miners locally, and gold was a touch weaker. Yeah, what about the local market, Sean? Well, the S&P ASX 200 finished up 0.6% on Friday to 7,294 points after a surge in the final few minutes of trading. It was very much a day for miners and explorers. The oil and gas groups rose along with commodity prices, with Woodside up nearly 3% and Santos up more than 1.5%. The best on the day was Paladin Energy, which finished up 6.7%. The tech sector also did well. Most of the banks took a bit of a breather after a pretty good run last week, while the big supermarkets were lower as well. All right, we'll be back in a moment with the rest of the day's business news. Sean, in politics, Labor remains under pressure over the treatment of the late Senator Kimberly Kitching, whose funeral will be held today after she died of a heart attack. Yes, Labor Senator Penny Wong apologised yesterday for a comment she made to Senator Kitching back in 2019 about her lack of children. A report a week ago said that Senator Wong and Senators Katie Gallagher and Christina Keneally's treatment of Senator Kitching had put her under stress ahead of her heart attack. Most of the Labor senior team will be at the funeral today. And in South Australia, Sean, Labor has defeated the sitting coalition government in the state election and former Premier Stephen Marshall will resign. Yep, they were well and truly smacked the coalition, no doubt about it, breaking the run of strong performances of state leaders in elections during COVID. The deputy leader and several ministers lost their seats. The New South Australian Premier is Peter Milanorskis. Sean, federal coalition ministers were really out and about yesterday, insisting that it was it was definitely state issues that defeated the party. Not surprising, is it? I mean, there's some truth in it. The coalition alienated some conservative voters during the campaign. But, Michael, what it shows is that the electorate is now willing to dump an incumbent government. COVID protection for pollies is no longer. Remember during the pandemic, the state elections in Queensland and particularly Western Australia returned governments with bigger majorities. Tasmania kept the same government as well. But with the federal poll in the next couple of months and a Victorian election in November this year, the voters have spoken and all sides of politics will be taking extra note of the South Australian result. Yeah, the federal coalition may be insisting that it was state issues, but they would surely be a little bit worried. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just The polls for the coalition, the federal coalition, are going the wrong way at the moment. And then when you get a result like this in a state as conservative as South Australia is, it's, it's just not good news for the coalition. Yeah, indeed. All right, now Star Entertainment, Sean, faces a tough few weeks with a New South Wales inquiry investigating allegations of money laundering, infiltration by organised crime and poor governance as well at the Sydney Casino. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? 
It really does, yes. <laughs> I think Crown's been through this one. Look, Star's share price fell 3.6% on Friday to its lowest level in more than a year. The fear is that the Royal Commission-style inquiry in New South Wales could find that the Star isn't fit to hold a licence. It's already been told that the group disguised as hotel expenses, some $900 million in transactions that linked to Chinese high rollers, to help them circumvent rules and access cash to gamble. And on Friday, the inquiry heard that three executives at the Star worked together to deceive National Australia Bank when its financial crime team asked the casino's executives to explain the $900 million in suspicious gambling transactions made on a National Australia Bank FPOS machine. Quite incredible that we're going through this all over again. The inquiry is continuing. We're going to hear plenty about it in the next couple of weeks. It's really got the makings of a new underbelly season, don't you think? It's just like underbelly casinos. Mm. And you could just kind of just group them all in there because the stories there would be enough for a couple of seasons worth of material. That's true. These are all allegations at the star. We'll add that, but certainly crown the findings of those royal commissions and the Bergen Inquiry in New South Wales. The behaviour was not up to speed, definitely. No. No. All right, Sean, on to my favourite topic, the housing market. How did it go over the weekend? Fantastic if you're selling a house in Adelaide. Now, forget the state election. (laughs) The clearance rate in South Australia's capital city was 84%. Pretty impressive, particularly because there was an election on. Interstate migration has been a big reason for some of the more recent sales, according to agents. Sydney and Melbourne's clearance rates were both just under 70%, which was well down on a year ago. Prices remain pretty resilient, though. Brisbane's clearance rate has dropped to 61%. It's totally come off the boil since the floods, according to CoreLogic figures. Now, Sean, this is one that we've talked about a bit before. The competition regulator is suing Facebook owner Meta for allegedly publishing misleading scam ads. And this is really involving fake ads with public personalities like entrepreneur Dick Smith, former New South Wales Premier Mike Baird, and even Fortescue's Andrew Forrest. Yes, this goes to the heart of what the big tech companies should be held responsible for or not. The ACCC, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, claims that Meta has breached competition and corporate laws by running the ads. When a Facebook user clicked on the ad, they were taken to a fake media article and invited to sign up. Scammers then contacted them and used high-pressure tactics to convince people to invest in a scheme. The claim is Meta knew the ads were running but didn't take sufficient steps to take them down. ACCC boss Rod Sims says Facebook's algorithm preys on vulnerable people most likely to be taken in by the scam ads. This is going to be a very, very interesting case to follow. Yeah, it certainly will be. And a couple of quick ones from Friday, Sean. Australian Pharmaceutical Industries voted for the Wesfarmers $763 million bid. Yes, a bunch of happy shareholders, I'd imagine. It means Wesfarmers will own a bunch of retailers, Kmart, Target, Officeworks, Bunnings, Catch.com, Beaumont Tiles, and now API. It's Wes's first push into pharmaceuticals, remembering it beat off Woolworths for the group. And also Michael Metals Acquisition Corporation also wrapped up a $1.1 billion US dollar deal to buy Glencore's CSA copper mine in New South Wales. All right, moving on to overseas news, Sean. And I found this pretty remarkable that China has recorded its first death from coronavirus since January 2021. Yes, incredible, isn't it? It's um, certainly the first official death, I suppose we should put it like that. They've done a great job in eradicating COVID China. It's been a bit 
tough and uh, heavy-handed, but at least they had eradicated it. But now the Omicron variant is spreading through the world's most populous nation and it recorded its first death, as you said. In total, China has recorded less than 5,000 fatalities throughout the whole pandemic, Michael, most of which occurred early in 2020 when COVID emerged in Wuhan. That compares to the 6 million deaths globally, including 970,000 in the US. And Sean, Amazon has secured its $8.5 billion US dollar purchase of film studio Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, MGM. Yes, the tech giant has, after getting the go-ahead from regulators. Amazon put its bid in May last year. It's an obvious play, helping the streaming giant boost its content vault. It includes about 25000 hours of video, including the James Bond franchise, which of course will start appearing on Amazon Prime. And Michael, staying in the streaming world, Netflix will charge users who share their accounts with people outside their households. Oh, that's a gulp. Yeah, I think we're all doing the same thing. It's uh, They're introducing a new feature that charges for streaming outside a household, which will be trialed during the next few weeks. Not locally. In fact, I think the trials are in South America, but they hope to roll out the technology so people can only use it within a household. Oh, I don't think that's really necessary. Do you, Sean? <laughs> From my point of view, no. From their point of view, absolutely. No, no, look, I think fear and greed will be firmly against that move. Well, I certainly will be. Now, up next, Sean, is the fear and greed daily interview with Dermot Ryan from AMP Capital. Mentioned this one at the start of the show. You did. Dermot's great. Not only has he got a fantastic Irish accent, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to equities and particularly local Australian equities. We went through the different sectors, how he thinks about them, and then got onto some specific stocks, why he liked them and why, you know, perhaps... Some of our listeners should think about them. Very, very interesting chat. Yeah, sure is. It's up next in the Fear and Greed playlist on your podcast platform or at fearandgreed.com.au. Other things to listen to, of course, I mentioned it at the start of the show, Safe Word, which is our old Sunday edition. You'll find that in the playlist and as well the week ahead with our resident economist, Stephen Kokoulis, which is basically your about six or seven minute guide to everything you need to know about the week ahead in economics as well as what happened last week. So plenty of good listening around. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Monday, the 21st of March, 2022. Make sure you're following the podcast. Join us online on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't tried it yet, have a go at listening to us through your smart speaker. Just say, play the Fear and Greed podcast, and away you go. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was Fear and Greed. Have a great day.